Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Off the Record, the opinions podcast here at The Daily 49er. My name is Layla Nunez. I am your host. And for this episode, I invited three very special, incredible people to join me and discuss all things about the LGBTQ plus community, the beauties, the imperfections. And, you know, this episode is such a great conversation with such deep thoughts that I encourage you all to listen to until the end. And if you have any thoughts about this episode, you are free to leave them in the comment sections below. And yeah, without further ado, let's get right into this podcast. Hi, <laughs> um, my name is Manny and um, I'm a theater arts major here uh, getting my BFA in performance and uh, my pronouns are he, him. And yeah, I think that's all for the introduction, right? That was so good. You're so talented. You're so talented. You really, you really, you really ate that, man. You really served. Um, I'm Abby, Abby Toller, Abby Cat. Um, I use all pronouns, but like currently my fave is, is just they, them. It's really nice. Middle ground one, love it, lover, um, <laughs> giver. And um, I'm a journalism major and a theater minor. Yeah, that's me. Hey, um, my name is Coda. I go by Coda Bear. If we're gonna add an animal, <laughs> we love it. Um, I'm a theater major. We'll go back to you for the animal. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I am 24 years old. I'm a theater major. I'm a senior, a transfer, and that's about it. I'm um, I'm a he they. Yes, <laughs> we love a he they. Thank you. How did you find your passion for like the art style that you're currently working on? I mean, I, I think I was always just aware of like actors and movies and TV shows. I just always thought that was such an interesting like concept. And I wasn't aware of acting, but I was aware of the, like the fact that people would get together and like sing songs and like <laughs> film movies. And I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. And then I didn't think about it until I got to high school and I wasn't doing anything my freshman year besides just like taking my classes. And then interesting enough, my my back back in the day my my youth pastor was like you should do theater <laughs> and I I joined my sophomore year and then after that I just kind of was just enthralled into like this community I think primarily it was definitely the community that like brought me in yeah I mean just like as a as a you know queer little you know kid growing up in a conservative like household and like environment um, being part of like an art form specifically theater was like extremely liberating and educational. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I was able to, like, become more aware of, like, other, um, you know, opinions and and um, belief systems. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I think that's kind of, like, what, 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 like, drew me in. And then and then after that, the more I learned about, like, acting and, you know, musical theater, um, I just, like, kind of felt like that's where I wanted to, like, spend, you know, spend my time and energy doing. Love that. Do you have a favorite musical? Oh, God. Oh my god. I don't know. I think kind of like Rocky Horror. Stop. Rocky Horror. But no, we're doing Rocky Horror right now. We are doing Rocky Horror. Come see it. Anyway. No, I mean like, it's not Rocky Horror, but you guys should definitely come see Rocky Horror. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, you know, favorite musical. I don't know if I have a favorite musical. I do have a favorite play right now. Mm. Uh, but I think the last, I saw uh, The Inheritance in, oh. uh, in, in, on Broadway a few years back. And they're actually doing, like, they're doing their first national tour, and they're in L.A. right now. The Geffen. The Geffen. Really? And I really want to go see it. Yeah. yeah, if anyone, if anyone, it's about this, like, um, it's basically a commentary on, like, on, um, specifically, I think it's very specific, so it's not as inclusive as, like, the entire LGBTQ plus community, but it's about, like, specifically, like, gay men and, like, their identity and the way in which they exist within not only the LGBTQ plus community, but then, like, within the world itself mm-hmm. and how they 
treat each other through generation mm-hmm. in and out. Yeah. Beautiful. It's like it's it's a seven hour play. It's oh, divided whoa. into two parts. Oh, yeah. yeah, so part one, part two, but it's it's beautiful. Oh, nice. nice. Okay, gosh. Okay, so for me, I let's just get it out there. Uh, I was bullied really bad in elementary and middle school for being queer before I even knew I was queer. And that like really stunted my um my journey on like mm-hmm. discovering myself, especially like gender-wise and sexuality-wise, because I didn't really like immediately I didn't really immediately like boys or girls. I didn't really like anybody. I was just like being a kid and dealing with TBH like life stuff and like mm-hmm. home stuff. So it was really hard. Um, but I found solace through actually show choir. <laughs> I was a show yeah. choir kid. And what was weird about that is I'm I'm originally from Moreno Valley and like mm, it's not like everyone is homophobic there, of course. There's queer people literally everywhere. But um even when you, where you think there won't be queer people, they're yeah, always there. We're here. We are literally everywhere. But um even there, I felt like at that school, even in that like that art form, I felt very ostracized. I didn't have a lot of friends, but my acting teacher, she really just like let me be who I was. I had my little my little pixie cut. I would I used to wear a binder because I just didn't. I I I presented a lot more mask, and like now I, I'm more comfortable existing within like the masculinity and femininity. Um, but yeah, show choir was like really the first thing that got me. And then I started doing community theater, like regional theater outside of school. And that was where I found more people like me. Um, the like weirdos, the queerdos, if you will. Like for real. Like um, and seeing people, especially older people. And at the time, who knows how old they actually were. But to me, who was like 13, I was like, oh, my God, adults. They could have been my, our age, which we are adults. But you know what I mean? Anyway, like um, seeing them express themselves fully. Um, I think was very inspiring to me. I was like, oh, I can do this. And then I actually went to an arts high school, not like OSHA or anything like that. It was called Encore, shout out, in Riverside. And now it's shut down for a lot of really like crazy reasons, like like money laundering. But like, because people would be like, oh, you go to an arts school, like Victorious. And we'd be like, no, <laughs> no, girl, no. <laughs> actually, not at all. But um, anyway, all of that aside, I when I actually, when I got to that school, um, all of the things that I was made fun of for and like ostracized for, I was suddenly celebrated for. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even like myself, but it really, really helped me in the journey of liking myself and being open with myself because I never like came out in high school or anything. It was just very obvious that I was mm-hmm. queer. It was really obvious. I just never said it. And I, I also never was like, I'm straight. I just was never like, I'm this or that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I turned that all into like a whole thing, but yeah. No, Mu- uh, musical theater is is my passion, just like you were saying. Well, you like, I don't know, who knows? But I, it's so funny hearing you guys, <laughs> it's so funny hearing <laughs> you guys, because I, I literally find so many commonalities. Like, I went to an arts, arts high school too, I was bullied too. Anyways, <laughs> going to an arts high school was like the best thing that ever happened to me, literally. I don't know what happened, but I ended up there. I think like you, I always knew I wanted to do something with Mm. it. And it took me so long to even be like, I'm an actor. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like out and proud about it um, because I know we're different. And I know we're like, people admire to do what we do. And not only to gas up like that, but it's it's really hard. And I think going to that arts high school, like Manny, it was more about the community. Like I didn't even know. I always wish I can go back and like be more dedicated about it. Like really do my craft. Because I felt like had I started with the level of commitment I have now, 
who knows? But but we're not at that level. We're Mm-mm. like we're young. We're we're literally coming out of the closet, struggling. I wasn't even out in high school. Um, but having that community really like, if I had gone to like a normal high school, I, I can just see myself being so repressed and yeah. and I, I feel that way. Can I make a comment yeah, real quick? Please. I actually. So, not to get into a whole conversation about how, like, I don't have a relationship with my father, but, like, sidebar, I lived with him for, like, a tiny bit, and then he made me leave my arts high school, Mm. and I went to, in my junior year of high school, I had to switch over to a public high school that had, like, I don't even know, like, five times the student population. It was bad. It was really bad because it was, like, that little kid that I had been getting bullied was, like, back at the forefront. And I was also, like, in an unsafe household. It was a lot. But then I finally, I got to go back to my, um, I got to go back to my arts high school, but, like, just when you said that, like if you had had to go to a, it yeah. was it was it was devastating. Like it like ruined my life. That's but like I, he was really bad. But like, see, I'm good. I ended up back at that high school. Yeah, I run. I won prom queen. So you like, did? I, okay, get this, get this, get this, oh, real yes, quick, real quick. Yes, let's be yes. real. Let's be real. I won homecoming princess freshman, sophomore, and junior year, and then I won prom queen senior year. Oh. So I went from being like the most ostracized and bullied yeah. little kid to being yeah. like the, the most celebrated. Thing. And like, okay, not to like gas myself up. But like I just, it's just because I was like nice to everybody. When you're genuinely just like kind to people and open to people, it makes a difference. And like Mm -hmm. I would say that in all of us and in a lot of the people that I meet, Mm -hmm. like queer people, we learn to take a darkness and transform it into lightness. Mm -hmm. And that is what puts us forth in the world. You know what I mean? Helps us. Through through healing as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because there are unhealed gays, but like in our community too, like there is a lot of resentment. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of stabbing and like uh-huh. fierceness that like yeah. we yeah and i think it's it comes from us trying to um be okay with with who we are and mm-hmm. our place in it all but yeah. there is a lot of pain and that can manifest yeah. into a lot of ugly too and yeah. it's a constant constant battle yeah because like i'm sure no, none of us are completely healed right no not n- even straight people or like non-queer people right. and nobody's completely Nobody. healed yeah. but like yeah. i feel like queer people just tend to have to learn and figure out how to heal themselves mm. in a way at least or get by or else there's like it's like what else are you gonna do you know what i mean yeah. what else are you gonna do it's either like heal and figure things out or hide hide yeah, yeah. exactly that yeah. but then that's the thing is like especially for for people that, that for queer people that are out or mm. are outed like there is no place to hide at that point yes yeah. so it really is you are exposed to to the entire world in many ways in many facets and then you mm. then have to like figure out how you're going to go about it and, right. and and luckily i think for most of us we do find that like this path of like healing mm. and trying to you know find community and whatever community right. we can and we that we can have and um and i feel like that is like it's definitely like a specific thing that like that we can experience like as a community is yeah kind of this the kind of exposure um you know to to judgment to criticism mm. and stuff like that but yeah. then still trying to find like that self-love so that we can like right yeah, yeah absolutely because when you're able to like be okay uh, we we're we were already mentioned this. We are in Rocky Horror right now. The Rocky Horror Show, if you're not familiar, is extraordinary queer, extraordinary, extraordinarily queer. Rocky is so hypersexualized and so open mm. that for a lot of us who have repressed that in a way, yeah. um, not just in queerness but just in general, yeah. like repressed this like openness about sexuality mm-hmm. and even gender expression. Yeah, it's like yeah. we are both playing such like gender fluid characters in the show we both are very gender fluid people but still like it's a different and to do that as a character yes it's different different. absolutely um but i was gonna say 
is that just one a lot of people opened up about um home problems oh man and that was just heartbreaking to hear about how uh, like we are like we were saying queer people that are now adults trying to heal ourselves and are not even in safe situations where we can go about properly healing ourselves and that is just it's even now even as now and and, it's like a problem of our youth uh -uh. it's a constant it's a constant and I actually remember, I remember being told by a couple people that like, um, and this is going to sound like I'm, uh, how do I say this? It's going to sound like I'm being, I don't want it to sound like I'm being self-absorbed, but I was told by a, a couple people that they view me as like an example of like genuine out and proud queerness. And that, yeah. like, I could tear up talking about it right now because I don't always see myself as that, yeah. especially, I'm just going to keep it real. When I, when I'm in the theater department, I find it a lot easier to be like, fruity you know what i mean very fruity i find it very easy to be very queer like the strawberries <laughs> i find it very easy to just be like very i don't know open about my identity and i don't think i don't really i don't think it's the journalism department here that makes me feel not open i think it's more of just like a i don't know if it's an insecurity just because they're different environments yeah. i don't think different. i don't think that this one's necessarily a stifling environment i don't think that there's anyone that if i'm like I, I, yeah, I don't think anyone's um, gonna be like, you stop doing that. Right. Uh, but I mean, sometimes You're it just gay. feels like, uh, um, especially like, like, I feel like because of my identity and how much that has to do with me as a person, I feel like it could almost ruin objectivity in some cases. Yeah. And so I have this battle of myself of like, am I valid as a journalist while being so hyper, like, um, I don't know, just expressive yeah. of my identity yeah. and what that means to me. And I don't know, so that's like a battle that I, I just a thing in my head, even if that's just in my head, that's not something I have to worry about over there. So it like really, it really just made me feel nice to know that like the way that I present myself, and this goes back to what you were saying, is like yeah. the way that we are open about mm-hmm. our identity and the way we are open about ourselves, it literally does encourage other people, whether yeah. they're younger than us, older than us, other people just in general, because you never know there are old, there are old gays that are still not out. Yeah. I was just talking yeah. to um a friend of mine who has an uncle that is in the closet and it's yeah. and but and, like people know but like he's not comfortable coming yeah. out and it's like yeah. that is so sad and he's like right. in his 50s. Yeah. That's yeah. sad. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean it's not it's it's just it's just yeah, it's just tough. But you you know you never know um what literally just being yourself can do. Mm. And after that conversation honestly, it made me want to be a little bit more vocal about who I am at all times, not just when yeah. I'm creating art. I wanted I wanted to ask about that because obviously it's very hard coming out and it's mm-hmm. a struggle and like defining yourself. Do you feel pressured to do that? You know, I mean, so I, I, I come from a, like a, a Baptist, uh, you know, Christian Baptist background. Um, and I, it, it's been a, it's been a whole journey and unfortunately a very relatable one, I'm sure to a lot of people in the queer community. Um, I've been out to my friends and I kind of started to, 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 um, like identify like, like, um, like myself, like sexually and trying to like figure all that, you know, all the, all the, the fun stuff out, <laughs> you know, in high school. Uh, funny enough, it was really when I was in this, in, when I joined the theater community mm-hmm. where I was able to be like, oh, I can ask these questions. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not yeah. the only one that's like going through this, you know, because <laughs> growing up, like I grew up in, it was literally just like my house, my school and my church. Like that was literally the three communities mm-hmm. that I was allowed to be in. My parents were not only very conservative, just like very strict people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so when I was able to be in this community in which, uh, in the theater community, um, I was able to talk to a lot of friends who, you know, who, who are queer and who had had their own journeys and their own. And I remember one day I sat down with, with a really amazing friend, Claire, and they, and they told me, I remember I asked them because at first I said, okay, I, I am queer. Like I'm not straight. Um, I, I grew up always thinking that I was gay. Like that, that was kind of like my thing. Cause y- you hear these words in church and you're like, oh, like, you know, it, you know, if you're, you're not straight, then, you know, you're gay and yeah. sin and all these, you know, all of these different um, like you know horrible messages so in my head it's like okay I know I'm not straight <laughs> so then I must be gay like that's what it is yeah. and and then I got to high school and then and then you know I met a girl and fell in love and it was like really confusing like mm-hmm. extremely confusing um so I, I had this friend that kind of like helped like guide me through that and and at the beginning when I started to come to terms with the realization that like I didn't have to label myself mm-hmm. that I was also existing in a community that respected me enough and loved me enough to be like you be who you want to be. Mm, you don't yeah. owe us any explanation. I think for me, that was absolutely amazing and extremely liberating. And I was able to then continue in, in that relationship and just continue to explore who I was. I was also like 15 years old. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like in many ways, you don't know who the hell you are. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then at some point later on throughout like my high school experience, I was so much more comfortable in who I was or I was learning to be at least with like my friends in my community. You know, I started to come out to, like, some of my friends at church, too, and some mm. of my friends at, you know, at, at school. And it, it wasn't the thing that I, I announced to everyone. Like, it did feel like it's it's still, it's not a secret, but it's still, and I, it, it's still an aspect of myself that, um, that I didn't know, owe any explanation to. Mm. And I think because of the background that I came from, that concept was actually a really comforting concept mm. for me. That I didn't know anyone, any explanations. Um, until at some point I realized like, I, I want a label. Mm-hmm. Like I do exist yeah. in a community that prides themselves. I feel like in, 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 in these labels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I didn't know where I, where I fit cause I always thought that I, that, you know, I was gay. And I remember sitting, sitting down with my, my friend and we like for hours and I'd be like, okay, what's this? And then I'd be like, okay, so like if you're bisexual, you know, this is kind of what it means. And like the, by definition, you know, if you're a pansexual, you know, if you're a demisexual and then they started going through all these words that I had, I didn't even know. Like yeah. I genuinely didn't even know. <laughs> and it was amazing. I that feel is. like for me, that's one of like my first, like, 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 like just beautiful queer experiences that mm-hmm. I, that made me realize that, not only was I accepting myself, but I was also being accepted into something. Mm. Yes. And Absolutely. that's really beautiful. Yes. Especially coming from a per- like a background where I grow up we- I grew up with a community mm-hmm. to fe- to fear that I would lose that at some point. Mm. It was very terrifying because I I need that. Like I, mm. I know that I needed that. I need family, I need community, I need right. I mean everyone does. Yeah. Everyone ultimately does. We really do. And mm. and in terms of labels, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Like I I I sat in 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 the term bisexuality very comfortably for such a long time, and I think that that term in itself has come up with a lot of questions in these past mm. recent years yeah. because of our um, because just our generation educating ourselves a lot more with gender identity and like what yes. that means that to part, not only like yeah. the world but specifically our community because right. everyone has different mindsets on that and and I mm. feel like it's imperative for us to to educate ourselves and continuously create that space for every single one of us in this community. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of people have their opinions on what bisexuality means and, mm. and, and 
I don't know if this is, you know, the right thing. But yeah. for me, it's always been like, I love people. I love uh-huh. people for who they are. And if I meet someone that, that you know, just like makes my heart flutter, then that's what it does. And we talk about, you know, pansexual. You yeah. Know? And like, yeah. You know, a lot of people would be like, well, that's the term that you should be using, not this. And I was like, and that leads into a really very interesting conversation, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I don't know the right answer to, mm-hmm. quite right. frankly, but the best, the best that I can do, I mean, even in straight play, I just directed a, 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 a play at, in the theater department that was literally about this one male character who goes on a date with his current girlfriend uh, and he's about to propose to her. And at this dinner date, he runs into his ex-boyfriend. Mm. And the thing is that his current girlfriend doesn't know that he's oh. bisexual. So it, it leads into this whole, you know, yeah. um, this whole situation about like what it's like for, for someone who's bi or, or panned, you know, to, to, to deal with that, especially in a patriarchal society, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and it's not to like, oh, well, it was a man because not at all, <laughs> but <laughs> there are, it does affect, it does affect, um, you know, many people in many different ways yeah and and i feel like that's um th- that that got you know the conversation going with mm-hmm. in, in our musical theater i mean oh and, and rocky because mm-hmm. you know uh people come up to me and I'm like oh this was amazing but why is it promoted as like a bisexual you know production if in the line he says that he likes people mm-hmm. and once again it was the same conversation oh and i was yeah. like and and it's not i take no offense to it mm-hmm. i think it's a very important conversation it is and, and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. I, and I feel like we mm-hmm. we should continue to expand like our acceptance especially if you consider yourself bisexual i've heard this from a lot of different people that they have expanded that definition in in their mind in their mind's eye mm-hmm. of including all gender identities mm-hmm. and um and that's kind of how I feel. Like, that's generally how I feel when yeah. I use that. But for the most part, because I know the controversy behind it, I use queer. Yeah. yeah queer is I nice and easy. I use gay. <laughs> I use gay. I use gay. Like, I use gay, too. We were just yeah. talking about that. Is like Another really cool thing about his show was that, like, so the waiter's the ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. and the waiter it kind of also sees the protagonist, the bi person, as gay right like doesn't yes. sort of almost like marginalized marginalized yeah well like people yeah. we talk about bi erasure right uh-huh. but bi erasure is not only from non-queer people queer people do we do it to ourselves i consider myself we were just i, I consider myself pansexual because mm-hmm. and i really think it's just it's what semantics at that point about how bi is like two so it means that like it's the two right yeah. so i use the term pan because for me it includes people that don't fit under those two right. but at the same time most if not all bisexual people I know are not like I would never date someone non-binary like that's not the case at all it's really just the word choice that's how I see it but like for me personally I like to use pan because I think maybe also it's especially because I'm a non-binary person that I'm like you know what I mean yeah yeah and so but I do think like you said it's an important conversation but like I think that like I said I don't think that people who are labeling themselves as bisexual and maybe there are some because like there, there are, are people that yeah. are. Yeah. But, I, but would, I would like to, sorry to interrupt, but well, again, I, I've always said this, and a few years ago I used to say this about my relationship with like my spirituality, because mm. I, I still identified with Christianity a lot back in the day. And when I would say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm Christian, I'm a queer Christian, and people would be like, explain yourself. And, <laughs> and I always felt the need to, to, to use that as part of my identity, because a lot of people then say like, oh, I'm not religious, I'm just spiritual. And, and, you know, because they want to separate themselves from that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'd be like, no, I believe that we as Christian community need to change. Mm-hmm. And yes. I want to be that change. So if I take that ownership of that, mm-hmm. if, of that, of that um, title or ideology, mm-hmm. and then start to implement like, like, 
like revolutionary like change and love yeah. with that identity and my hope would be that we eventually just as an entire identity start to a- adopt there's like that more acceptance you know and that's kind of the way i view the term bisexuality it's like mm-hmm. my hope that as as someone who continues to use this it becomes synonymous with just you know uh the acceptance of all gender identities yeah within within that within that orientation i think the beautiful part of be about being a part of our community is like we're challenged to like question who we are mm-hmm. um where do we fit and you talked about the power of labels and how like we do have to we kind of do have to name ourselves so we can know and and i do find myself like when we when we ask someone what their sexuality is like we're so ready with the pitchfork we're so ready yes. with the gender like and that's okay because i really is like who we are it's xenophobia we're scared of what's different from ourselves it terrifies us but i think that's what's beautiful like as all these definitions are expanding there are people that are just tapping out before Mm. you even start the discussion and that's when it's gonna stop that's when you're not gonna learn anything because we're still learning and yeah it's easy to like not know whether or not i might be with a girl one day like no that's hard too yeah so just being open about the definitions expanding is it's important because they're always going to be changing yeah literally we're all going to become weirder and weirder yeah (laughs) i was gonna say something else about labels is that so i was saying earlier that like throughout even throughout high school i didn't feel comfortable labeling myself even though it was really let's be real it's always been obvious that i was queer all the people who bullied me were right i'm gay (laughs) okay that's that's (laughs) but at the same time it's like you want to know what i'm awesome i'm doing really cool things i'm living an awesome life and i'm i'm happy with myself and i'm open about myself and those people maybe they can't say the same but like i didn't i didn't um start even really coming out until i got to college and i i know right even though it was always really obvious i was always the same like me ish but like i'm also really glad that i didn't start coming out in high school because Mm -hmm. i'm still learning more and more about myself now but also also like Mm -hmm. um my stepsister she came out as a lesbian i don't think she would care me about me telling this story i should have asked but who cares she'll live allison i love you but she came out as a lesbian when she was like 15 or 16 and then she went off to college and realized that she was bi Mm -hmm. and then she had this this moment where she was like she didn't feel valid in coming out as bi because she had already come out as a lesbian and then what happens is all the people in your family are like i thought you were a lesbian i didn't know you were bi and it's like girl she was 15 she was figuring things out about herself you know what i mean and but anyway it's like it's like there's nothing wrong with coming out and then changing but at the same time like i'm kind of glad i didn't because i have never felt that pressure to like remain one thing like i'm kind of glad that people didn't like only start to see me as like a bisexual woman because now i consider myself one to not be a woman i mean i still identify so much with like what it means to be a woman what it means to be a girl femininity what it means to be a daughter what it means to be a sister i identify with all of that stuff but i also identify with being a gender non-conforming non-binary person and that has also like and like i said like i use the term pansexual now just like you were saying like i feel like labeling myself to appease others that are not queer i am not really down for but like throwing out my little labels to so that the queer people know exactly who i am i like that i like that you know what i mean like it's different like and that's another reason why i usually just end up saying that i'm like a queer person is because then i don't have to get into the like whole like well i'm pansexual but i'm also demisexual but i'm also non-binary gender you know what i mean which is like valid and i love share it's like shouting those from the rooftop because then people have to listen to it but also it's so much more fun if i'm just like i'm queer (laughs) like a queer person 
I I know because you guys are in the queer community and also wait we're in the queer community I'm sorry I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry totally fine um in the artist community but I wanted to ask like you know there's always lack of representation for all minorities mm. all minorities have you noticed that in the artist community and I also wanted to ask like are there specific struggles I know for journalism like it's a man's world which oh. is so unfortunate because all minorities are so overlooked in journalism and I wanted to ask if you guys have noticed these things in the communities you are a part of. I'm so excited to talk right now. Okay, so we have a lesbian theater professor named Jennifer Richardson. And I actually, for an assignment, I think a semester or two ago, I interviewed her for a podcast and it was full circle. And we were talking about how even in like theater where it is so gay, yeah. like when you when you tend to think about like gay people in theater, let's be honest, traditionally you think of men, right? You don't really yeah. think like lesbians in theater. And yeah. when you think about gay plays in theater, most of them are gay men, yeah. right? Like yeah. there's, yeah. when I think of like, like well-known gay female plays, it's Fun Home, in my yeah. opinion. Uh -huh. And there's, there's, I'm sure there's more even than that. Like film. even in film, even in film, even in yeah. film. Yeah. like, and, and like, like I said, I don't identify completely with being a woman, but I also do, I, I'm, I'm a very femme presenting person and I do identify with being like a girl, a sister, a daughter. So it's, it's, it, it, you want to know what? Things are not black and white. Right. I can exist in all yeah. of those identities. Yeah. Um, and I'm valid. But um, valid. like we were talking about how, um, and, and like, it's definitely changing. I'm a, I'm a playwright. I guess it's time that I start doing this. But back in May, I actually wrote um, a queer femme love story. It was called Magnets. And it was about, um, just like a lesbian couple, essentially. Well, a girl who, one of the characters, I'm sure we don't know if she was like bi or whatever. They both could have been, but anyway, it was a girl on girl relationship. Yeah. And it was angsty and all this kind of stuff. And it's just, I just love to be able to be a person who is writing that material. Yeah. It's so important. Like we, we were- On a hand, you can count the amount of plays that are written for gay people, for lesbian people, yeah. for non-binary people. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. like, oh, let's, let's talk about period. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get in that. How many plays do we have for non-binary people? I'm sure there are some, like but where? like, where? Not, definitely not, not well-known, not, yeah. not as easily accessible as right. like, like Angels that, in America. I was gonna say Angels in America. Great play though. That is not shade yeah, to Angels in America, no, obviously. No. But it's, just but like it's true. Used, like, it's like the one piece that we have that it's like, okay, I'm yeah. doing that. But it's uh -huh. just like, yeah. it really is definitely like, when you think of, for me, and Jen and I were both talking about this, when you think of, like, theater, you normally think of, I feel like, gay men and straight women, right? Like, yeah, like a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah. And obviously, that's not all that there is. Right. We are an example yeah. of that. But, like, when you think of, like, the forefront and what who gets the most, I would say, maybe attention, mm -hmm. recognition, yeah. it tends to be gay men and straight women. But, like, definitely, you know, like, we were talking about how that is something that there needs more of. And, yeah. um... Also, just like this isn't even about like just art in this department, but like I am someone who frequents a lot of like drag shows in WeHo, and I, as a queer femme presenting person in a, an area that is so gay, 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 yeah. feel ostracized. Yes. Yeah. I feel unwanted yeah. and yeah. sort of looked at weird because it tends to be a lot of like uh, cis gay and men. Like, yeah. like we're we're supposed to be so loud and proud and queer, yeah. But it's like only if you're like. A man, a cute, or, or like a cute, like yeah. white yeah. man. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. and that's Sorry let's 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 no, be let's be true. real. Like, and that's just that's really frustrating, yeah. especially because I don't even identify with being like a woman. So it's like you're gonna look at me differently for being a woman 
and it's like in several ways it uh, makes me you know what I mean there's just yeah. so many layers there of are like, a lot of levels there are a lot of levels of like wrong for that yeah and it's just it's so interesting when you like hop into like queer spaces and then you feel even less welcomed than like spaces oh, that are not necessarily inherently queer yeah. I don't even I don't go to WeHo mm. it is not a community in which I feel wanted I yeah I I um I'm uh, Latinx, um, Mexican American, and um, and even within like representation, I do yes, I do believe that gay men overall like uh, uh, do get more representation, specifically in media, like mm-hmm. in films. And, yeah, and, that's true. But then a lot of the relationships that we end up seeing are also why. Yeah. That's a men. very, very, very good distinction to make because for yes. sure, like yeah. let's. I do not mean to let me. No, no, I know no. you know I mean this, but let me just clarify that like it's the men that we're seeing the most of the gay men they're yeah. white you know what i mean yeah. you're always going to get less representation for minorities and if always talking about yeah. layers it's like i when i want when i want to go see the inheritance um you know uh, on broadway it was it was a beautiful piece and it was written by matthew lopez yeah a latinx mm-hmm. and yet 98 percent of the people that were up there were white mm ballerina males perfect physique you mm. know um and and you know like chiseled chins and all that stuff like that and i think coming into to the theater community as as a as a brown you know um i i've dealt with like weight issues my entire life so i think regardless of what other people assume i deal with those things regardless of whatever whatever like shape or or, or size my body takes year year in mm. year out uh, and because of that, that always affects kind of how I'm viewed as. Mm. It, it, it won't be the, the number one, you know, um, casting, number one casting option when I go in to read for even like, you know, a, a gay a gay role, a yeah. gay role, yeah. when I do find one, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> so real. Yeah. You know, and it's, and not only that, but it's, I had to learn, I really had to learn to, with, with the journey of like self-love, and and even like now with these past like what like maybe decade of like representation of like the queer men specifically <laughs> i romanticize love as falling in love or being loved by a white mm. man mm. that is like a thing that Killed i in. was taught even outside of the queer community so many people have it that way oh, so wow. that's yeah. it's, it's so bad uh-huh. it's so, so unfortunate there's so many layers yeah. to it yeah and it's such a complicated conversation and i'm really glad that we're bringing it up now yeah but yeah. being a part of theater arts or even just like as an actor who will probably do you know stage and film work um it's important to talk about it because that's what we promote um that's how we create that's how we push boundaries mm-hmm. that's how we create um um boxes you know mm. so you can you really like media does really have power even in journalism you know period yeah uh, one of the main reasons i am a journalist i love that. let's be real i'm not um. trying to be pessimistic about it because i do believe that we're, we're we're you know we're changing that um but it is something especially in the educational realm mm. i loved it because being at csulb in this theater department i have felt it's been less of an issue in my own head mm. of of being boxed in mm, absolutely. Or, or even considering my, my body or my skin color um, or my sexual orientation before performing anything. It hasn't been. I mean, I'm playing Brad right now in Rocky Horror, and which iconic. is traditionally, traditionally like, well, like a, usually a thin white a thin male. White male. Yeah. yeah. And like, we love them too, but like, we do, yeah, but, but it's just for, to break that mold. Exactly. So I do, I think if we're talking about like 
our life here at ACSUOB life here. I think that's an amazing thing that our the department has let me just feel free of, like become yeah. freedom. But I'm also not I'm not dumb, and I know that eventually when I do, you know, continue to try to break onto the industry, like that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. And I have learned that, um, you know, the most important thing is to be confident within yourself. You know, but yeah, but it, it is tough. It is a tough thing to deal with repre- representation, and then we talk about like the extreme lack of you know like non-binary roles and also in in the educational realm in theater um still trying to break that binary Mm -hmm. you know you're giving monologues you're given scenes you know you're you're asked you're to to continuously like play these roles and i've never had to experience this as someone who does um identify um as as a cis male but i've never had to experience like the 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 dilemma in which then i'm being placed in boxes in my own art form that mm. is, that it, that's supposed to make me feel safe yeah you know so that is like a, a really big thing that i feel like even though we look at arts as some of the, the you know the departments are always kind of advanced mm-hmm. in in terms of like or progressive like oh. advanced, advanced. <laughs> progressive advanced. progressive period um, i think especially in the educational system um there's still a lot of change that needs that yeah. needs to be seen um in terms of like inclusivity and in terms of and at that point it really becomes of like um like not just like who's gonna tell these stories but like when are we gonna start telling our stories absolutely because we can sit here and wait for someone else to do it or we can have amazing playwrights <laughs> oh <laughs> little yeah. old me um and it's, it's so important. groundbreaking what threshold does oh let's just talk about it sorry yeah no let's talk <laughs> let's, let's talk about it because students are able to write direct create whatever they want literally it's so awesome abby just had their show go up manny you too and and and, I, and not to completely fully sidetrack but mm-hmm. i mean coda brought something up that is that I'd love for anyone who who's listening and, and has the opportunity or the desire to tell like their unique stories yeah. is that we do have an undergraduate um, theater company at CSUOB called Theater Threshold run by the students, produced by students. Uh, shout out to my CSUOB staff. I love you guys. Um, He's on the board, you know, no big deal. Yeah. He is. And you're like such a You good better work. Like, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, Manny is a female. Anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but what we do is, is is we create space for student, like student yes. artists um, from across campus. You don't have to be a theater, right. a theater major. Mm-mm. Anyone yeah. can submit Anybody. any of their work. It's important. Yes. I think we, we should invite that. There's so many writers and actors outside of the theater. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a really interesting project. Like, real, yes, exactly. Journalism, like y'all write. Like it, it, that's what we've talked about too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm an artist, but I'm not a good writer. Yeah, I would never write it's anything. Hard. It's hard. Out it's here. really hard. But I'm saying it, it, we encourage everyone to like submit work. I think our applications are going to open up once again in November. Um, so go to like our CSULB Theater Threshold mm-hmm. Instagram. And um, there'll be a link to like the submissions there. But if you have stories, if you have scripts, anything you wrote, um, or anything that is published that you would want to produce or you know direct or things like that, like please submit because it's so important. And it's also like a very unique privilege that we have here on campus because a lot Ex- of the, like, theater extraordinarily theater, yeah a lot of theater departments uh-huh. don't have that that ability to and it's also designed student run student <laughs> managed directed and things like that so yeah yeah if that interests you like definitely reach out because i think more than ever especially if you're in the mm-hmm. queer, queer community or any marginalized group community like we need stories and oh, we yeah. also need the agency to like tell ourselves yes yeah. 
the more it happens, the, the stronger that shit is. Yeah. And the and the less and the less um what would be the word? The less oh I don't have the word I for it. Should. The less like special it would be because yeah. it's in a way not it's still special, no, it, but no, it's no. it's more um normalized. it's normalized, yes. yes. Okay. The more normalized it becomes. Mm-hmm. But I was gonna say piggybacking on what threshold does is the way that I'm not even 22 years old and I've gotten to see two finished one act plays be put on for an audience. That is crazy because some people write plays their whole life and never get to see them come up. I get, I get a student, like a student staff full of like lighting designers, set designers, costume designers, makeup designers, um, sound, so many people that are not only good at their at their skills good at what they do but they're also extremely passionate about it the fact that we get to do that and the fact that like the second one i wrote was not technically queer but the it turned out to be a little queer well anything i do is queer god damn but just like that's that's really cool and the fact that like especially going back to like how magnets was it was just gay women gay women yes love them like the fact that i like we just got to just be so fucking gay yeah. and like not tone it down at all like yeah. that is just amazing i just yeah. love it and the fact that like like a totally sidebar but i work at one of the departments here on campus i actually work in the department of physical therapy not as a physical therapist i just work in the office but my boss is an older filipina lady and she is so she comes to see all my shows I saw, oh, she comes wow. to see she came to see magnets we she she came to see me in performance check when i was this i had this eastern oh. european accent and i was playing oh. like a goat D character anyway but um i know you would have loved that you would have loved that <laughs> you'd have loved that it was very it was, it was very so funny good. They but were the start of the show like stop stop yeah. it you're you're feeding my ego but like to see have a role model like that that supports me in everything I do, that knows all aspects of my identity. Like just to have that example of a role model who is, she's obviously, she's very straight, but like just, it's just, it's really very special to have that sort of a role model to where like, she she always asks me about like who I'm dating, who I'm seeing. That's doesn't care awesome. if it's a boy, a girl, or somewhere in between. Yeah. Uh, it's just endless support. Like that is so special. You, she's not. No, fighting, attacking your person. Never. Yeah. She loves Embracing, literally all specimens right. of my. And she's also going back to you being a Christian. I, I don't think she's Christian. I don't know, but she is very religious. Yeah, yeah she is yeah. a God loving woman. Yeah, and wow. th- there is no part of her that is. Like feigning yeah. an acceptance for me, it is yes. so deep and real, and I could awesome. cry about it. Gloria, yeah. if you listen to this, actually, she's gonna want me to send this to her because I already told her about it. Um, I love you, Gloria. You're very special. Yeah. yeah, she's very special. Oh my god, I'm not me tearing up. She's very special. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank I, you. Yeah, it's really awesome because I see your guys' relationship, and like you guys are very close, and you're able to talk about these things, and it's. I think that's really special, and I know it is an emotional process. It's very personal. I'm, very thankful that you guys are talking about it. I do have one last thing, and it's just about, you know, you guys finding yourselves. How do you think that you have grown since the moment you did find out who you were? And um, what how, how have you seen that the LGBTQ plus community has improved in areas? Or where does it need to improve? And that's my last question. Yeah, cool. I'll say that I've definitely become more comfortable and... I feel gay still. <laughs> yes! Yes! I still, yes! I still feel gay. I feel gayer than actually it ever was. The gayest. Woo-hoo! Every day. Not Yay. every day, 
gay though. Some days yeah. I feel less gay, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think gender, like we really are realizing how much that that ties into it too. Like, um, you know, now I can do my makeup and do my nails, but I don't have to. I, I, I don't yes. feel like I have to. Um, and, and I enjoy both spaces. Um, and I think like love in in the community can be really tough, like um, romantic love, especially. I, I know we always we always crave it, but I think um, in the in the community we find a lot of love, and that mm-hmm. that shows us more than than any kind of man's or or, or days or woman or anything. Yeah. I think you know, just, yeah. um, just loving loving each other. Um, I think the community does does have some growing to do. Mm. There is a lot of stigma. Like Abby, I'm not gonna lie. If I went to WeO. And I saw you, like, there would be some stigma about it. And that's mm. not right. That is so, that needs, because then it's separate. It's like there's a gay community yes. and there's a queer community. No. Mm. We are all the queer community. Yeah. LGBTQIA, who, uh, Joe says the alphabet mafia. The alphabet yeah, the alphabet mafia. All of the letters, baby. Keep adding them. because Two S plus. Oh. Two spirit. Thank you. Two spirit. Two spirit. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, you don't have to, the, no, you don't but, have to say them all, but I just wanted to add that because yeah. I've been hearing it more and more uh, verbalized. It's so important um, to recognize. It's to recognize, roots, especially yeah. on the land we were on. Hell yes. yeah. Just the inclusivity, it could always be, it could always be more. We need, I think that's what the similarities between our community and theater. You always better criticize it because mm-hmm. that's our job. Yes. Criticize yes. that shit, do it, and there's always a discussion after. There's always something yes. that you did wrong if we, there's even a right and wrong. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's the beautiful thing. And that's what that that mindset, that like pragmatic, you're disabling your ability to expand your mind. We have to be wrong. Yep. We have to try new things. We have to have a discussion about it. And um, that makes us beautiful. Yes. Literally gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think one of the things that I'm most proud of, I think, from my, from my journey and... Um, you know, sexual identity is that one, the, the loss of fear primarily is one of the biggest things. Fear of just being wrong, you know, mm, yeah. like that is such a, like a yes. crippling and paralyzing feeling to have oh my God. because I remember just at some point being like, I need to work through this or else I just cannot find contentment and happiness as a human being. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's just like like you know bottom line and i think now i'm in such more like of a healthier mindset mm. and such more like um open space to like accept love and and to and to give it to myself as well yes um and you know some days it's not it's not as easy and you know like i'm so not out to my parents that's not like a conversation that I have felt comfortable enough to have. I'm out to my siblings and a lot of my family outside. And we've had many of conversations about it. Um, but even within all of that kind of, you know, those difficult situations that I still deal with in, in terms of my family and, and um, the communities in which I have pretty much left in, in terms of like Christian communities, um, I've lost fear, which I think is the most important thing to do. It's just as a human being, even if you're not dealing with like just queerness or whatever it is, like at any point like i feel like it's so easy for us as human beings to be paralyzed by fear and another thing too is i guess in terms of like identity and things like that i feel now like i exist in a space in which i can like appreciate and love just like my essence and my soul and my kindness and my and my connections with people Aww. and it really and it's not to 
um, to undermine uh, my sexuality at all. But it, 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 it becomes so less important what I want to do in my bedroom with someone else when I'm just like existing as a human being and connecting with everyone and just like living good healthy life Mm -hmm. you know and I think that primarily that's that's one of the things that I've that I've learned because growing up it was exhausting how much I thought about my sexuality. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it just is. Oh, my God. It's Feeling like you're doing something wrong is so yeah. horrible. And even once you learn to, like, accept it and deal like it, you know, but you're still thinking about it all the time. And that's yeah. not a bad thing. It's just, like, you know, there's so much more to life to it as well, you know, yeah. than, yeah. than just that. And it sucks that we live in a society that forces you to consistently contemplate it uh. and, and find space in which, like, am I safe here to talk about it? Am I not safe here to talk about it? Yeah. You know, and, and all these different, you know, different things. And I think now I feel so much better about where I am as a queer individual because it's not a constant thing in like the forefront of my brain yeah Yeah. you know it's not the one thing that defines me absolutely many beautiful things that define me i love that yeah absolutely and i think that that's like i mean i could i could not fathom even like saying these things as like a 10 year old but oh, I think that's... can you imagine like 10 year olds that are able to do this that's what we're that's, that's what we're working towards yeah, that would be that would be beautiful yes yeah, 10 year olds that didn't that don't have to go through like the traumatic things you know yes. that that you know that many of us dealt with yeah. um yeah and then in terms of the last thing i'll say in terms mm-hmm. of uh, our community and the way that it's grown I think, <laughs> I think we still need to have a lot more conversations about um the constant evolution of of identities and yes. acceptance, and um, and especially with 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 gender identity, mm. like I mean, in in all honesty, I think for 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 me personally, it wasn't until college where I was like exposed to the conversation of gender identity, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like obviously, immediately I was like, yeah, I accept it, but it's one thing to accept and then also care enough to understand as well. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like that is the Period. biggest, the biggest, biggest thing because at the end of the day you're not educated um you 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 lose touch and and, and you don't yeah. have to be you don't have to understand uh, you don't have to to understand to be compassionate like i feel like a bottom line compassion all the way through but then also i feel like as a community we should care enough to always not just accept people but like understand them as well yeah time of day so that we create also like that platform for them to like be visible yeah. and i feel like that 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 is that is that is the biggest thing i've had so many like gay friends be like i don't how do you like just use like they them in your daily vocabulary i know i'm like Dude. you guys do it all the time to refer to multiple people yes. what are you on yeah. about it's so it's so and and, and you know 100 <laughs> percent. yeah and i and i and i've had this conversation and i'm like it's a lot of your own mental blocks. It's a lot yeah. of your own biases. I said the best thing you can do is, even if you don't understand it, like, screw that. <laughs> screw that. Compassion all the way through. Yeah. And practice it. Practice it all the time, every single day. And then one day you'll realize, like, why was that something hard for me to understand? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that, that doesn't come out of judgment whatsoever, especially if you care enough to try to, yeah. you know, to, to get it right for people. Yeah. So it's like, ask the questions. Like, yes. Ask the questions. Yeah. Find the communities in which you feel safe to do so. And then do the work. So I have, since I started actually genuinely expressing and being fully open with my queerness and my queer identity... I feel like I've grown an indescribable amount. 
Um, because like I am just the, the more open I am with myself, mm. the more open I am with others, the Period. more authentically myself I am, and then and, and yeah. the more that I am I find myself being surrounded by the right people. Mm-hmm. Because when you're authentically yourself and there are people that don't dig that, they will remove themselves most of the time. Yeah. And if they don't, you can go ahead and help them, you know, find their way out the door. And that <laughs> then you end up, the more you are true to yourself and true to like what you want, you need, and what you value, mm-hmm. I feel like just your life gets better, right? Yeah, yeah. Even in, and, and, and that doesn't mean everything gets perfect, no. but you're at least able to look at those things and say like, at least I'm, I, I'm being myself genuinely. Yeah. And that will bring you so much unfiltered joy mm. on top of whatever you're dealing with in your life, right? Because mm. we all have shit, right? We yeah. all have shit at the end of the day, always. But like the fact that, like you were saying, we want community. The fact that I have a community mm-hmm. that not only accepts me, but understands me praise and makes an effort to understand me. Yes! Like getting praise is so important. Like It's so, it's so wonderful. Yeah. It's so wonderful because that, like I, once I started... I I would I was I was so insecure and like not confident about being open about my identity. Yeah. But it's crazy how once I started being open about my identity, how much more confident I became. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. I right. am so much more confident in myself now yeah. because I am one, I understand myself, I allow myself to understand myself and process my identity, mm-hmm. but I also allow myself to show that to the world. Mm-hmm. And that is that will give you so much confidence. You know what I mean? And then it's just it's so important. Also like where I'm from, I said I was from like Riverside and Moreno Valley. Like not, it, not the most homophobic place on earth, not the least homophobic place on earth for sure, and definitely not the least racist place on earth. I don't have to struggle with that, but you know, whatever. Still, doesn't hurt to say. Yeah. Um. Uh. But then to move to Long Beach, where we're so queer. Mama, you go down to Orange and Broadway, we got Rainbow Crosswalks. And, uh, like, we have a beautiful LGBT center on 4th Street, which if you've yeah. never gone by there, there's a gorgeous mural. Um, the whole thing, it's, it's, it's beautiful. We're just in such a, I always say, oh, my God, this is really funny. I don't know if you'll keep this, but I always say that I go to liberal school. Because, like, let's be real. <laughs> like, we, let's be real, be real. Um, like, Long Beach, CSULB, and just Long Beach in general, there are there's there there are a ways to go. But we are very lucky to be here yeah. as opposed to any other places. Because, for example, when we sat down, you asked us our pronouns. Some places, they wouldn't even ask you. They'd be like, that's two boys and one girl. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, right. Like, and which is just, it, it's false. But, like, yeah. that is what we would be reduced to in some places, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so the fact that, like, that's even asked. And that, to me, for a fact, that is the bare minimum. But... It's it's not in some places, right? right. It should be, it but should, I, and we're like we're not completely ahead. Like we're not we're not like the work is nowhere near yeah. done. Nowhere near done, especially when you get into like the intersectionality of like um, race and gender and sexuality and all right. that. We have so much so so much um, improvement and progress to make. Yeah, but we're we're lucky to be where we are. I think. I think we're lucky to be where we are, at least surrounded by the people that we're with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, well, that is it for this episode. Yay. Come see Rocky Horror oh, Picture Show. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you can totally plug it in. This is your chance to say it. Yeah, do y'all know the dates? It's the first two weekends of November. Yes. Um, and we have also a preview on October 30th, as well as what is November 2nd. Is that yes. correct? Yes. November 2nd. See, I know, I pretty much know the dates. Yeah. Um, and you can just go on, like, just 
mama, type that into Google, CSULB, Rocky Horror Show, Theater Arts. There are, like, there's a lot of queer people in that room. Um, All three of our directors are queer. Well, well, um, not um, okay. our musical director, director right. and choreographer. And not, I didn't mean the assistant directors. Right. I don't know. One of them is. I don't know about the okay. other one. Yeah. We'll find out. But like, there's there are a lot of queer voices in the room. A lot of loud queer voices in the room, and yeah. that is very fun. So if you want to come see a queer show put on by a bunch of queer people, or at least people that are strong allies, yes. come check it out. Oh, It'll be very fun. And it's in the season, the spirit of the spooky season. season. In the might die. What? Someone might die. Multiple people might die. Rocky! (laughs) (laughs) That is going to be my ending. (laughs) Sweet, thank you guys so much.